Do ghosts pay rent to live in the spirit world? Can you eat a book to gain its knowledge? All of these questions you can find the answer to on This Paranormal Live! Hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week myself and my co-investigator Kit Greer look into a paranormal case and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is paranormal. We are the decider. We are the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Oh, yeah. Bigfoot's on trial, and I want to put him down. We Secret is we want to put everyone down. No one gets off. <laughs> if you're a cryptid who's been dumb enough to get caught and thrown into the judicial system, you're not getting parole. Do you think Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, is, is getting out in two years? You think the Chupacabra can be reformed? <laughs> He's, of course, if you let him out, he's going to go back in. Now, of course, this does become complicated because there are a number of cryptids who, uh, you put them in the electric chair, they become more powerful. Like the Thunderbirds. Um, so, you, you do have to... They uh, were just regular birds, actually, before they went on death row. <laughs> we tried to execute a pigeon that stole my lunch, and uh, we created a cryptid. <laughs> just putting animals on trial. Your crime, <laughs> Mr. Froggy? Was uh, not eating enough insects in my yard. Do you think you could cook a chicken in the electric chair? Uh, yeah. Probably, right? Yeah, I think it's probably like the microwave. It's uh, subpar to barbecue an oven right. style cooking, but uh, gets the job done. Get him with some vegetables, put him in the chair, rotate him at 15 minutes for another round in the chair. I'm um, imagining a very, very crispy exterior with a raw, uncooked interior. That's how I like it, so the joke's on you. Um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful day to be investigating the paranormal, as it always is. It's actually my brother's... My brother's birthday today. Oh wow! Twenty-eight years old. Damn. Um. So we've got we've got a little early morning podcast in the studio today. It's nice to know that for my loved ones, the best I can do is a morning podcast. I can't not podcast. But if it's your special day, like a wedding or an anniversary or birthday, I could maybe do it before lunch. It's a big event as well for him as well because you know we've talked about my brother a little bit on the podcast before. Um, he's a high stakes investor on wall street. Uh, he's much, much, much more successful than you. Well, it's hard to measure podcasting. Okay. Yeah. We won't get, we won't get into that again, but yeah. Um, you know, it's his birthday and, uh, him and his wife also, uh, they're whatever adopting that kid today. It's like official today. They're signing the papers. So so he was like message this morning. He was like, Hey, it'd be great if, if uncle Rory could be there just Mm -hmm. to like welcome him to the family. And I said, you know, that I podcast on Fridays. Why well, would you we even, don't. Why do this? Which is weird for you to say because we don't normally. We this don't is normally. Actually a complete one off. And I'm not saying that I changed it so that I couldn't be there to welcome in the little bastard because I'm sure they're going to have a great day. Don't whatever, call him a bastard. But, it's an adopted child. It's his big day. But I'm saying that why isn't my shit important? You're right. Why doesn't Colin and Susan and Theodore come to my podcast? Why don't they come ever in and encourage me to do sh- important shit? I think I did invite them one time to have a look around the studio and you said, over my dead body, that rat brother of mine. I was busy that day. I had my own shit going on. Um, <laughs> I think you said, I don't want to see, I don't want him to see what a loser I am in my own work. That's enough. That's enough. You said quite enough on this podcast. Okay. We don't need to, <clears throat> I don't think that's what I said at all. I think I was probably like, I'm busy. I have meetings. I have investors. We have advertisers. We not have obviously investors. none right now. Um, but I, I am a businessman. I am a businessman and I have a briefcase and I can't see him right now because I have work to do. So I think that was closer to what I said. I said I was a businessman. You don't even need to try and compete with him anymore too, because hasn't he like had a massive career change. He runs a nonprofit now, I think. And like, yeah, he's big into like he helping gave it, vulnerable children. Yeah, the dumbass gave up over 100K a year to volunteer or some shit at, at like this this yeah, nonprofit to help uh, underprivileged inner city kids. I don't know. I think he's kind of a hero for that. So technically, I make more money than he does now. Well, I don't know if that's Because I don't true. know if you've seen my Patreon recently, but it's blowing up because I'm a businessman. We're a non-profit because we can't turn a f***ing buck, not because we give it to charity. You know what? 
maybe I should have dumped a couple of Rugrats of my own. Maybe I should get a couple under my belt as you well. You have never He's, had any interest in being charitable up until the moment that I told you your more successful brother uh, got into charity. My own kids don't want to see me, so <laughs> maybe a couple of adopted ones would fill that child. There's hole. no way the government. You are so behind on your child support payments. There is no possible way they will let you take on more children. I don't know that you are on paper less invested in because they're not biologically yours. I just think if we had, if I had. A little group of them. You do. You know, I, you do have a group of them. We could like, you know, get them to do shit for us. This is that's a bad attitude to like have towards edit adopting the, children. Like edit the podcast no, you cannot or make them work. <laughs> or, they are four like, years you know, old. Cook me dinner. Oh my god! Or something. Or like commute. Like you are drive already thinking places. of what they can do for you in twenty years' time. When you're a, look, you don't understand this, all right, kid. <laughs> Frankly, this is embarrassing. But when you're a businessman. When you're a businessman, you think in business terms. We are part of the same business. I don't have children. I have employees. I don't have friends. I have coworkers. I don't have a wife or a girlfriend because I, I, because I love business. Because yeah, I because I because I fuck business. That, that last one didn't really add up. I, I gotta say, you fuck business. <laughs> Is it getting in I, here? I don't like <laughs> Excel booties. I like Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks. We usually don't rant at the start of the podcast, but, you know, it's just anytime my brother comes up, I get a little heated. Um, so, yeah, just throwing some ideas out there. I'll let you, I'll let everyone, I'll keep everyone up to date with and the And the pressure process. is on because Theodore's, uh, Theodore's adoption ceremony is in about 20 minutes. So we really got to We can make that. We can make that. <clears throat> but before we go to a cherished family event, it's time to investigate a paranormal beast. Of course. The year is 1978, and we're in Toronto, Canada. It's August, and the autumn leaves are beginning to fall as the cold sets in. In the city, a local man named Ernest and his wife Barbara are caring for their new litter of teeny tiny kittens. That's cute. Great start to a story so far. This is a very wholesome Canadian family scene. One day, the couple are handling the new litter, counting heads to make sure everyone is safe. One... Two, three, four, five. Wait a minute. Where's five? Ernest and Barbara began to panic. A kitten was missing. Ernest immediately grabbed his jacket and ran outside. Mr. Bitey! Mr. Bitey! I don't know know the cat's name. It's good to hear they have (laughs) names and not one through five. It's kind of f***ed up to name them like they're medical experiments. Where is kitten number five? <laughs> Where are you, little kitty? Experiment number 72. I love you so much. It's like, I don't want to know what happened to one through 71. Yeah, it's a good thing that we're still on one to five. <laughs> anyway, Ernest is searching in the darkness of the Canadian night, searching every bush and behind every building. He wasn't far from his house on Parliament Street when he stumbled across something in the darkness. As he approached the void he realized he was looking at a small cave-like hole. Now, as I said, this was 1978. Even though Toronto was a little less developed than it is now, it still would have been strange to find something like this in your neighborhood. Yes, you have spent some time in Toronto, I understand. Uh, I have, Were yeah. there caves? Um, was there infinite voids of blackness just on the street? I was there in, wow, 2000 and. 13, 14, maybe. Okay. Uh, I did a semester at Ryerson University mm. in downtown Toronto. Amazing city. Wonderful city. I, I would love to go back and visit. Maybe do a live show there. Um, don't remember any holes, even though I lost several kittens. Oh. So I can't imagine uh, in 1978 that there were a ton of, I don't know, green mario pipes just around the city waiting for people to hop in yeah it's not a leading cause of kitten disappearances no the entrance of this hole was so small that ernest had to crouch down just to fit inside and that's exactly what he did wow he must really love this cat i would not be going inside some random ass hole i would scrawl a piece of paper with a sharpie being lost kitten no reward can't be asked if you see it give me a buzz and put it on a lamppost. 
If your sign says goes by the name kitten number five, people are going to assume you don't really care a lot about the cat. Unless it's a fun way like mambo number five. <laughs> right? like the kitten's got a, 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 a reggae career. Meowmbo number five. That's what you could Very call Very good. Thank you. A little bit of kitten one in my life. A little bit of kitten two all the time. That's one uh, of the worst jokes. That's just terrible. That is terrible. There's a reason we don't do puns too often, guys. Or podcasts this early in the morning. So Ernest drops down to his hands and knees and begins crawling into the hole. If a kitten was missing, this is the exact sort of place it would wander off into. So he keeps crawling deeper into the darkness, the walls squeezing him as he inches further into the hole. Too far. Too far. As he reaches around the 10-foot mark, he can hear rustling noises up ahead. Ernest pushes onward, thinking it must be the kitten. But he couldn't have been more wrong. Oh, God. As he stared into the darkness, his eyes locked with some sort of creature he'd never seen before. Kitten number five? Is that you? It was like a twisted monkey. Oh! Three feet long, with large teeth and bright red eyes slanted in oh. anger. Without warning, the creature opened its mouth and hissed. Go away. <laughs> oh, oh my god. God, backpedal. Backpedal. How do you backpedal? You're in a little tunnel. As Ernest begins to scramble around in the tight hole, the creature retreats, scampering away deeper into the tunnel. Oh my god. Ernest crawled out of the hole and ran home immediately. What he just encountered would become known as the Toronto Sewer Monster. Jesus, man. Terrifying, right? There's I, so many levels of terrifyingness to this story already. I wanted to blame Ernest for going on this um, wild goose chase, chasing, crawling through a tunnel. You don't know if you're going to be able to get back out of yeah. um, in the middle of the night. I do not condone that behavior, but I don't think even Ernest deserved whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go away. Whatever you said. <laughs> I actually thought it was a pretty good impression, to be fair. Um, yeah, that's, that is awful. That is truly awful. To be in a situation where I assume it's already quite a tight, enclosed space, and then to encounter something like that, because obviously your first instinct is like, I, got, I, I yes, sir, I will oblige. I will go away. <laughs> but if you can't, if you have to like wiggle ass out of this tunnel, oh my God. Awful. Don't get your ass out. <laughs> Monsters are going to enjoy that. <laughs> Uh, are you good with enclosed spaces like that? So I'm pretty good with it. I went to, when I was in um, Korea, we went to the uh, the north-south uh, border, the DMZ. Oh, yeah. And one of the things you can do while you're there, amazing experience. I definitely recommend it if you ever visit South Korea. Wouldn't recommend it if you're visiting North Korea. Um, one of the things you can do is go down into the tunnels that were uh, discovered by the South Korean military that were dug by uh, North Koreans to try and sneak into the country. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I I I'll do this. It's it's like a, you're walking down for like a mile into the earth. Jesus. So by the time you reach the bottom where the tunnel is, it's like you're so far underground. You can kind of feel it. The air is so damp. Mm -hmm. and the, the walls are so thick yeah it's warm it's a really strange strange feeling and they they have a warning at the entrance to the tunnel which is like if you go in uh there's not enough room to turn around Whoa. so you have to keep um, going you have to keep going so this is you point. have to live in north korea <laughs> not <laughs> this is the point where you have to be 100 percent um, certain you'll be comfortable in this tunnel. Right. Um, oh, okay, 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 okay. Because the way it kind of works is it's like a, you go in and then you swing around and come out. Mm -hmm. But obviously if you start to feel claustrophobic mm -hmm. or like you're going to have a panic attack, you can't turn to get out because there's a line of people behind you coming in. Which isn't good to tell people who are claustrophobic. Yeah, just like, so you know, it's going to get real tight in there and everyone's going to be squished together like a bug oh and if you feel bad there's no escape <laughs> it's like well, what they want to hear is oh hey just if you feel uh, claustrophobic just put your hand up at any time we'll just yeah. we'll get you right out of there yeah no not the case at all <laughs> oh if something goes wrong we will start filling up the hole with dirt 
uh, to murder you all. It's over. You see those cement walls on either side of this hole? Yeah, they were filled with tourists who started to panic. Um, but the tunnel eventually towards the end does get so small that, uh, you, you're crouching. You can't even stand. You have to like crouch walk. And I did get a little bit claustrophobic for the first time in my life. Uh, cause you kind of, you're, as soon as you start to think about where you are and how trapped you are, that's when I really started to panic a little bit, but I'm usually pretty good at switching my brain off all the time, every day. Mm -hmm. So, uh. It was fine. It was quite a cool experience. But um, this is an, this is another level, which is kind of being almost... At one point in the story, they say he's on his hands and knees, like yeah. crawling like Sam Fisher in Splinter Cell. It's Again, it attests to um, Ernest's dedication to find this kitten that he was willing to do what North Korean defectors <laughs> spend their lives planning to crawl through a a deadly claustrophobic horrible tight space. You got to give him you got to give him some uh, respect for that. Yeah, he was going these are the kind of people you want raising kittens. <laughs> Even though one of them did get away, they're willing to risk their life. Yeah, put put a in <laughs> air tag on the bitch. <laughs> it's 1978. There weren't Apple Air Tags. Put a, so. I don't know. Put a rope on it so it can't get away. But I don't at least know. Close your the doors to your house. And that I way, you- <laughs> kittens walk really hilariously and slowly. By the way, yeah, it's like they're how wearing, far can it possibly get? Kittens walk walk like they're wearing like invisible rain boots. Those big stomps, like they're a, a, a kaiju. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I. I don't think it's gotten 10 feet into hell. I was like, did he check his back tunnel. garden first? Did he check uh, the hedges in his back garden? Well, the story does develop. So let's just, uh, let's just oh, keep no. moving on. As I said, Ernest is terrified and immediately runs back home to his wife. He tells her everything. And to be fair, she believes him. In a later interview, she even said... He was terrified when he came back to the apartment, and he doesn't scare easily. Look, he's been known to have a drink in the past, like most people, but he's not a drunk, and he wasn't drinking at all that day. Weird thing to bring up. Yeah, I don't even think anyone mentioned alcohol <laughs> at all. So it's kind of like, so so what time did your husband see that he's not an alcoholic before you even f***ing start? Sure, he likes to have a drink like the rest of us. <laughs> sure, a little bit more than me or most people. He may be an alcoholic, but he is not a kitten thief. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those uh, classic gags where she'll be ranting for ages. He's like, I just want to say he's been a, a recovering alcoholic for ages. Um, he has been known to drink a little bit now and again, but I know for a fact that uh, he was not drinking on the night and he hasn't had a drink since the event. Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> it's like, I asked your second name. Oh, right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sure, he has been known to frequent the tunnels underneath Toronto to drink the alcohol-rich sewage water. But uh, on that night, I'm pretty sure he was looking for the kitten. Now, despite what he'd seen with his own two eyes, Ernest decided not to go to the police. I mean, we've seen it a lot of times in the past with cases. Someone who has a paranormal experience tells the police, tells the local authorities, and they are fired from their job. They are exiled from society and they become recluses. Yeah. I I can completely understand why someone would be hesitant to tell other people about this experience. We've mentioned it before. Sometimes you need to alter your story just slightly. Just a little bit. Take, take out some of the elements. Maybe don't tell people the bit where it said, what was it? <laughs> Get out now. Go away. Go away. <laughs> Maybe say that you think there's a dangerous animal. Don't say that it it was a what half monkey half reptile or something. Yeah, that's that spoke perfect English. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah, just yeah. change a little bit. Maybe it was an alligator. Who knows? But even though he didn't want to talk to the authorities, he couldn't help but mention the whole ordeal to his buddies. Word began to spread about this strange glowing-eyed monkey beast, and it wasn't long before local newspaper, the Toronto Sun, was knocking on his door trying to get an interview. Eventually, Ernest agreed to be interviewed on the strict condition that his surname was never revealed. Mm. So they do the interview, and within days, the tale of the Toronto sewer creature is front page news. Whoa. 
I actually have a picture of the news article that was released at the time, if you want to take a peek. Wow, so the headline reads, Tunnel Monster of Cabbage Town, with the subheading, quote, almost like monkey, eyes orange red. This is really cool. This is some, like, uh, News of the World style paranormal news coverage. We've got an artist's interpretation of the beast, which is really... To be honest, the last thing you want to see in a dark tunnel. It's absolutely terrifying. It's a bit, it's like a creature from, do you remember that movie, like The Descent or something? Oh, I never saw it. Yeah, it was a, I think it was a couple of them. It was these horrible movies about, um, horror movies about like uh, cave divers that, plot twist, they, <laughs> spoiler alert, they get stuck in the caves and oh, there are Jesus. beasts in the caves. It's a little bit like that. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Tunnels caves yeah that some kind of up mole people could be existing from ancient times yeah absolutely uh that's i didn't actually try to read the article itself but um oh it's quite blurry i don't know if you could yeah but it but it's really cool to have that that piece of evidence firsthand yeah i mean it seems a it's a little weird that anything dark could ever happen in a place called cabbage town Right, it sounds like it's a street on off Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, like a children's TV show, Cabbage Town. That would be like a um a, a triple homicide happening at Banana Boulevard. Yeah, or Tomato Town. Yeah, you can No, nothing bad can happen there because the streets are made of marshmallow. Um, the Cabbage Patch Kids live there. <laughs> but it's the place where it happened. I don't remember it from my time in Toronto, but apparently it's pretty central as well. But unfortunately, the story alone wasn't enough to convince the public that one, this threat is real, and two, that it's here in Toronto. So in March 1979, the newspaper staff managed to convince Ernest to go back to the tunnel. No way. Bringing along journalists to show them the entrance. That's cruel. Taking the murder victim's family back to the scene of the crime, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, I think he's kind of on board for it. Okay. Maybe he had to be convinced a a little bit, but if this is what it's going to take to get his reputation cleared, then you do what it takes. But I thought they printed the whole thing without even using his last name. I thought he was in the clear. Uh, Cabbage Town is a small town. (laughs) There's only so many Ernests that have five kittens. Yeah, they narrowed it down pretty easily. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, a lot of the time, this is the point in our stories where the person who found the place tries to bring people there and the hole has disappeared or it's magically been sealed over or he now can't remember where it was but Ernest delivers he takes them right to the entrance of the tunnel that he found that night together Ernest and the journalist scoured the inside of the tunnel searching for any evidence that the creature was still there and they did find something inside the tunnel they found the half-buried remains of a cat. No! Kitten number five! Yeah. Now, Meowmbo number five! <laughs> uh, they did specify in the story the remains of a cat. Oh, uh, okay. Not, Not a, kitten. a kitten. Interesting. I mean, but, it doesn't bode well for the damn kitten. Well, to, well, yeah, this no, it doesn't. This thing's going to taste for kittens. This could mean a lot of things. This could mean that... Uh, uh, it's a random cat that died in the tunnel. It could mean that it's kitten number five that, you know, what did they say? This is like a year later after oh, the encounter. So it is a cat. The cat grew up. <laughs> kitten number five grew up but and still died in the tunnel. Or is there a beast in the tunnel eating pets? I mean, it kind of seems like, I want to say the latter. Uh, also, did you say they went back inside the tunnel? They went back in there, yeah. This is where you need... Don't go back in the tunnel. This is where you need like a bomb disposal robot. You need something with a camera, like the kind of thing they send in to the remains of Chernobyl to see how radioactive (laughs) it is. We need that before these Toronto tunnels. Yeah, 1979. I'm not sure how much much of that technology was readily available. I don't know. A tiny car then with a raccoon driving it. (laughs) They barely send in a Roomba to clean the place up and... and (laughs) Get a little vision in there. Yeah, 1970, what would they have had? I think they would have had some rudimentary stuff. That was still in the age of strapping a VHS camera to a monkey and throwing it in there. That was the bomb disposal unit. (laughs) I do like the idea of this uh, kitten growing up inside the sewers, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) 
with the tunnel monster as its sensei. <laughs> right now it has to defend the streets of Toronto <laughs> where it loves to eat poutine, not cheese pizza. Wow, I would 100% watch. I would watch the shit out of that cartoon. Kitten ninja? Ninja kittens being raised by a monkey sensei defending the streets of Cabbage Town. It writes itself. It really does. That's incredible. The teenage mutant ninja kittens. Kittens. Oh, we might have to take more of a departure from the IP than yeah, that. Yeah, I, think I, we're I don't think that'll get past legal. The, the, they're not teenagers. Right. The infant mutant. <laughs> the baby. The baby mutant. Can we make them ninjas? Is that too close? Samurai kittens. Samurai kittens. Baby mutant samurai kittens. If we have any manga artists in the community, we, we, we have a project for you, a commission, if you will. Now, obviously, paranormal or not, the local council are pretty horrified that this dangerous tunnel is just open for any child to crawl into and probably die. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a miracle it hasn't happened yet. So they immediately alert the Toronto Sewer Department to deal with it. The Sewer Department come in for an inspection and began surveying the hole, making sure it's all safe. While they were working, news reporters were on site trying to get statements, basically calling out how stupid Ernest and his story was. I don't know if you know this, but a local here says he saw a creature down in the tunnel. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to say to address this silly claim? The worker replied, People who work on the surface don't know what it's like down there. It's a whole different world. Who would have thought a few years ago that people would live in the sewers? And yet that's what they found in New York a few years back. I don't know what Ernest saw down there, but I'll tell you one thing. I sure as hell wouldn't want to go down there alone. I'm sorry, are we still in the city? This guy sounds like he stepped off the Black Pearl five <laughs> minutes ago. He's a roughened up sewer man, all right? Yeah, that's the what... sewer fumes have got to his vocal cords, that's for sure. That's what they sound like. <laughs> I just love, that first line is just incredible. People who work on the surface don't know what it's like down he there. He might as well have called them surface dwellers. Uh, you might as well 100% call them surface dwellers. You're implying that you're not a surface dweller as well with that statement. <laughs> because you work in the sewer system. Uh, I did look into, because that was a really weird line to just throw in there about finding people living in the New York sewers. Yes. So I did look into this because this was in 1979. And apparently this was and has been a thing is people living in the sewers of New York City. When I looked it up online, they were referred to as mole people, which seems really derogatory and kind of offensive because yeah. I think that they were just probably people who were down on their luck or homeless yeah. trying to have some If you're shelter. trying to survive uh, a, a fucking hurricane, um, suddenly the sewer is going to look pretty good if you're homeless. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that hasn't dated well. Mole people sounds incredibly offensive. Sure. Um, but it is a real thing that, um, you know, Big cities that that are built on tunnel systems do have people that live down there. I mean, we also investigated a case where uh, in New York, where there were alligators making their way into the sewer systems. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. That's the last thing the mole people need. There's, an, there's already enough territorial wars in New York City. I don't think it needs to be mole men versus sewer right, gators. Surf, surface dwellers <laughs> versus sewer gators versus the mafia. Oh my goodness. Now, although all of this sounds absolutely insane, parts of the story do check out. Before Toronto was a city, it was basically a giant swamp. Creeks and rivers all over the place. Okay. By the 1920s, the vast majority of these waterways were buried underneath the growing town in the form of sewer tunnels. Hmm. And it's there that this monster can be found lurking. So although this random tunnel opening seems weird in the city... Logically, it kind of does check out. Right. So what you're saying is, while well, we think of Toronto as a, a, a beautiful built-up megacity, one of the most diverse in the world, in fact, uh, at its core and its history, it is a, a, a f***ing water park for yeah. weird sewer creatures to hang out in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, you know, as soon as you look below the surface of this pristine city, it's a sludgy wonderland my friend, or anything goes. I imagine it's kind of like in uh, Futurama, 
where they right. they now because it's set in the year three thousand, I believe, mm. and they live in New New York, mm-hmm. which is built on top of New York. So if you just go into the sewers of New New York, <laughs> right, it's like Manhattan. the Statue of Liberty yeah, yeah. in Manhattan. <laughs> Uh, and that's kind of like what we're seeing here. The real Toronto, the old Toronto is just a f-ing crocodile party with swamp people and monkey men all, <laughs> all hanging out, drinking uh, goop. I'm, I'm really glad we can bring this crazy information to our listeners in Toronto. This must be news to them. I did actually, ch- I wanted to check before we did this episode. We have a decent fan base in Toronto. That's really and, great and to know. in Canada. So um, maybe some of you out there can take this investigation into your own hands and just drop a GoPro, flush a GoPro down your toilet. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Although the encounters with the Toronto Tunnel Monster are sparse, there have been more over the years. In fact, in 2002, a man called Steve was walking home from a super late night at work. It's after 2 a.m., so the streets are quiet and empty. Just Steve and the streets of Toronto. While heading over a two-lane bridge with a grassy verge down the middle, Steve hears the sound of footsteps around him. Hello? Then, all of a sudden, a shape darts across the bridge. Steve froze on the spot. This creature in front of him, this beast, paused on the grass in the central reservation of the bridge. This creature is only 30 feet ahead of Steve, so why can't he make out what it is? It's not a deer, it's not a bear, it doesn't look like a wolf, or in fact any creature he's ever seen before. He's pondering what on earth he's looking at, when suddenly it rises up onto its hind legs. Oh no. This thing is now standing at six foot five, at least. Whatever this creature is, it now looks more human than anything else. Steve's eyes are scanning the creature, furiously trying to pick out a trace of fur or hair, but it's impossible to make out anything in the silhouette of the moonlight. Without warning, the creature dropped back on all fours and continued on its way. Steve was shaken to his core, and to this day has never forgotten a single detail of what he saw that night. Well, he didn't get a lot of details. That's not hard to remember. Yeah, I guess that's why most of the descriptions are about the sounds Mm -hmm. and the posture of the creature. Is this a bear? 
Uh, the, I, the, the way you describe it, jumping up on its hind legs and it's super tall. Yeah. And then it drops down again and paws off on its four legs. And we are in Canada. I don't know how many we get near Toronto. Yeah, this is kind of strange because even though a lot of people believe that this is the Toronto sewer monster, it doesn't really match the description of the original creature seen mm-hmm. in 1978 or 9. Um, the original creature was like a tiny little three-foot monkey thing. Mm. So unless over the 20 years this thing has been absent, it's grown into a L.A. Laker. Yeah, 6'5", no joke. I don't, I don't know any other explanations, really. Yeah, maybe it was uh, maybe it was just a baby sewer monster when Ernest saw it back in the seventies. Or is this a family of creatures down here, and we're seeing Papa? Right, jeez. Steve eventually told the story to his friend Chris Hawley, a late night radio host and writer of a paranormal blog. In Chris's writing, he said, "I've been receiving more reports than usual lately of strange creatures over the last year." I'm presently trying to talk with a woman who sent me an image that she drew for a group of people near where she lives. People claim that they're seeing a strange, large creature. I have an image of the creature that the woman drew. And I think you'll find, Kit, that worryingly, it's quite close to the description of the creature originally seen in the sewer. Ugh, I don't like looking at this. This is horrible. It really is, isn't it? This is like a mix between a cave painting uh, and maybe the demon from Insidious. It, yeah. it looks a bit like if Darth Maul was a little imp demon, completely black <laughs> all over with piercing red eyes. It looks like if a meerkat became a Sith Lord. Yeah, it really does. That's a That pretty much sums it up. Uh, that's horrible. I don't want to see that. Um, but weirdly, it is in between kind of the two descriptions. Yeah. It, it does have kind of monkey-like um, kind of... It's kind of hunched over with little legs and longer arms. Um, and it's definitely got that kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? It's got those humanoid features of, of arms and legs and a head. But at the same time, it could rise up on all fours and be six foot five for all we know. Yeah, because it's very hunched. It's kind of got like a golem vibe to it. It does. Um, one reason I really like this this Toronto sewer monster is because, you know, we've done a lot of cases recently of cryptids and beasts that are seen stalking villages and attacking people. Uh, and they're all like f- seven foot rippling abs, <laughs> like half jacked wolf beast half buff man. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to just see this little weasel Mm-hmm. This little... <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is way more terrifying in a weird way. Yeah, because... because I, Yeah, I don't know why. It, it feels like the kind of thing that would just, like, jump on your back and bite you and bite you until you die, you know? Right. It's not it, going it to might your heart It might out. just, like, silently walk up, gouge out your eyeballs and eat them in front of you. Yeah. You don't know what this thing's going to do. It's a weird... But at the same time, you could probably boot it into a river. Well, it was six foot five, wasn't it? I, d- I did go six foot five. I forgot about that. Also, I don't know how much monkey genetics are in this thing, but monkeys are very strong. Did you see that uh, graph of um, uh, countries around the world and whether or not they thought they could fight animals? And no. I think it was like America no. had the high- one of the highest numbers <laughs> of people who thought they could win a fight against like a gorilla. <laughs> people people were genuinely like, yeah, I think I could probably take a gorilla. Oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, if there's one bit, takeaway bit of advice uh, from this podcast that we, we want you to really take to heart, don't fight a gorilla. You You're not going to win that fight. Their thumb, their fingers are like cigars, beefy little muscular cigars. I mean, it kind of adds up when you consider that Americans also own the most guns. So I, uh, I think they, this they was, feel they have an advantage. I think this was a hand-to-hand fight. Of course. I think I could beat a gorilla with an AK-47. Sure. Uh, I The last time I saw a gorilla was at the zoo many moons ago, and the gorilla got really angry and ran full pelt towards the glass and pounded the glass. And it was one of the most heart-in-my-mouth moments I've had in my life. Uh, right. To see how much like muscle and weight they can move that fast is... Like, barreling towards you is 
fucking terrifying. I guess it's not a huge surprise because you were like taunting it and shit. You brought all those bananas because you used to do this all. It was like a weekly thing, which was fucked, Yeah, I got a membership at the zoo just to taunt Bobo. I don't know why. He just, there's something about him I find so annoying. And I just want to rub it in that I'm free and he's not. And that <laughs> it's a bad I have, thing to, it's a bad thing to try and I rub have in. a, a frontal lobe or whatever the f in my brain that means that I'm better than him. You don't even know what the thing is that makes you smart. I just know that I'm smarter than him. Although when just, you think about it, it's kind of weird that I willingly go to the place that he's stuck. Whatever. I'm still better than him. Yeah. How how dare you be shocked when he tries to attack you as well? They Instead, you were like taken aback. Should have aback. put him down for that. It's, <laughs> it's honestly so shocking that they would let that monkey come near me. It's shocking that they let you in with the banana skirt. That's what was shocking. Goddamn. I just have so many feelings against that monkey. Okay. Is there any particular reason why? You feel the need to attack this poor innocent monkey. There is monkey. a reason, but I can't say it on the podcast. Okay, so... He's a bigger penis than me, and he shows it off every time I go, and I know he's taunting <laughs> me with it. <laughs> Sorry. So the reason that you... You cut it out, though, because I don't want to say it. I just... I feel like I have to talk to someone about it, and but I don't want, obviously... Obviously, I don't want people to know if... And, like... Now that if and if people heard me say that, then if they go to the <laughs> zoo and if they see Bobo, they're gonna see the size of his penis, which is not that large, and they're gonna know that I'm so smaller again, so smaller again than that. His penis isn't even big. No, of course not. It's a gorilla. Uh, what does that even mean? What do you mean? You think I know the size of a gorilla's penis? Gorilla is one of the smallest in relation to their body mass of any of the mammals, and yet <laughs> I am smaller still. Okay, but if you want him, by the way, if you want him to stop flaunting his penis in front of you, mm. all you have to do is stop going. But I know to the he's zoo. there. If you just I don't know go, he's then there, you don't. and I know he's he's he thinks he's better than me. All right, and he is in that department, sure. But I have other skills, like like the the lobe shit. R sure, the like my, thumb, my brain. I that's think. well, I think his brain is actually bigger than mine. He's a much bigger head, but I have more brain. So what is the end game here? You want him to be clothed? You want him I to want be clothed? Him to be either wearing some, having some f decency and putting on some clothes, or ideally the zoo put him down. All right, I think you should stop coming to the zoo. I can't go. They banned me <laughs> for a good reason, might I add. Anyway, whatever it doesn't matter. We're not including this in the show anyway. By the way, your brother texts me. Um, he said, "Don't bring him. Don't bring him. Don't bring said, him up." He said, "Are you guys even coming? Um, we've been holding off the ceremony for a while now. Um, I know Rory can do this work anytime he wants. He's self-employed. There's no reason he has to miss this. I don't know where he gets this weird competitive <laughs> thing against me from. I have nothing but love for him, and he knows I have his back. And I know he's been through a lot of problems, and I want to support him uh, financially and emotionally in any way I can. It's all about him. If you can uh, get through him. to him in any way, um, I just want to uh, support him as my brother. Uh, any of that make sense to you? Same old, sh same old shit. Playing, playing the angel. Yeah. That makes me the demon. I do think you should that go. That makes me the demon. It really seems like he's a good guy. It Why can't like... I be the angel for once? Why yeah. don't I get to be the We can do hand? this anytime. We can. There's no reason we need to miss Theodore's big day. And your brother's big day. It's his birthday. Asshole. Asshole. Like, why can't... Now I seem like the bad guy just because I don't want to go to his adopted son's ceremony. Like, and, how, and is to, how is that yeah. fair to... How is that fair to put... And his birthday, yeah... <clears throat> I think his wife got a promotion as well. She's very successful too. They say successful people attract each other, mm. which is why he's dating a Brazilian supermodel and I'm talking about sewer monsters. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Tell him I will be there okay. in five. Tell him I'll be there in five. Oh, that'll that'll be, shut him that up. That'll be a lot. I don't think it will shut him up because in five minutes, he's going to be hitting me back. Just, hit me back. just text him. Um, to be honest, don't know why it's going through me. It's kind of I, blo I blocked his number. I blocked me. his yeah, number. That's why. Tell him um, Rory says, Oh, so sorry. 
I'll be there in five, buddy. Wouldn't miss it for that, the world. The sarcasm is not going to track through text. He, he'll understand. He'll send a winky face then. And a middle finger. All right. oh, okay, <laughs> that's quite enough. Because the middle finger is going to seem like it's coming from me, not you. Tell, just tell him. Yeah, tell him I'll be there in a second. It's two hours across time too, so even if we stop right now, you will have ruined their entire day. All right, tell them there's a tell them um, tr- uh, trying to get Uber, trying to get Uber service charge is whack. Okay. Uh, All right, I'm so, typing. Something I'm like typing. that. I'm typing. Anything like that is fine. He says um, so fast. He says NP, my my driver can be with you in ten minutes. Guy can't be that busy, huh? If he replies that fast. No, he's just trying to move his day along. He's trying to move his day along. What happens? Where's your business meeting now? Now you can talk to me twenty four seven ASAP. That's 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 it's weird, isn't it? Um, he has a driver. Yeah, I guess it's comes with the job, you know. Tell him no need. Say no need, no need. Be there in five. Okay. What is the what is the little guy like? And I'll I'll tell him I'll get I'll get a toy or something. I don't know. I mean, this isn't my job, but how how are you gonna? Okay, never mind. How are you gonna get a toy in five minutes? Now he's messaging me on Twitter. I haven't blocked him on Twitter. The DMs are coming through. There's a picture of them all. There's loads of people there. Wow. Waiting for you to start. All right, well. Hope lunch is ready because you're going to be waiting a while, brother. Let me tell you that. I feel like it's not exactly my place to say, but that's kind of f***ed up. Do we want to talk about the sewer monster or do we want to talk about my sibling rivalry and your tiny little monkey dick? Okay, that's quite enough. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's quite enough. <laughs> we all have our enemies. We all have our enemies, brother. <laughs> Tell the monkey I'll be there in five. <laughs> Banana skirt on, dick out. <laughs> Banana skirt is so short. Your <laughs> your dick is still visible. You're using the tiniest bananas you can find, and we still can't see your dick. <laughs> look, you still look like a f-ing action man. Uh, look, I just show. I don't know how we got there, but I just showed you a picture of the Toronto sewer monster. Multiple people have seen this thing. What is it? What are the theories behind what it could possibly be? Well, we can't be 100% sure, but most online investigators believe that it could be a creature known as the Maymayguesi. Wow, never heard of that one. For those of you like it who have never heard of this creature, it's a Native American water spirit that isn't necessarily known for being evil, but can get up to quite a bit of mischief. I thought that was important to include because even though this creature is terrifying and scares a lot of people, the only thing it's done is told someone to go away and walked across a bridge. I mean, like. it's it's an interesting insight to say that it's not evil, but it also doesn't give us a whole lot of information because lions are not evil either, but they still kill people. Yeah, that's a really good point. Sharks aren't evil, but but they still... They get up to a little mischief. They really <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> they're in a, they're an American water spirit that I get, up, get up to a little mischief for sure yeah yeah who's to say that if provoked this thing I mean we already know it can reach six foot five so who's to say that it can't just yeah whip out some claws and start scratching away the legend says that these creatures are tiny child-sized beasts with hairy bodies large heads, and a strange voice that sounds like the whine of a dragonfly. Oh, that's weird. I didn't know dragonflies even emitted any sort of noise. Hmm. Which is pretty crazy. I'm picturing something like a mosquito. (laughs) Other theories to rattle through. Um, Is it just a monkey that it got trapped in the sewers? I have no idea. Maybe there's a, I assume there's a Toronto Zoo or some sort of Canadian traveling circus. Could this sewer monkey just be trapped down there? I mean, crawling through a sewer and encountering a wild monkey would be just as terrifying as kind of all these situations. Doesn't explain it speaking English. No. But as we said, you know, radioactive runoff can have a strange effect on a lot of creatures, as it did the turtles. (laughs) I don't, the mutant ninja turtles speak English. An unlimited supply of uh, Tim Hortons runoff <laughs> will do crazy things to a monkey. 
Another logical explanation that people have considered is, was this just a person living in a sewer? Right, like in New York City back in the day. Yeah, maybe um, when Ernest originally crawled into this tunnel at night, he basically crawled face to face with possibly a homeless person who said, go away, and Ernest freaked the f*** out. It's definitely a logical explanation. Doesn't quite fit the other sightings of the creature where it's walking Mm -hmm. about like a beast or in the shape of a three-foot monkey creature. This happens quite a lot where um, the picture starts to get quite murky as we introduce other sightings because we don't know for certain if they are even of the same thing. It's really true. It's like a... it's like a confusion multiplier. It seems <laughs> it seems fun when you get more sightings, but actually you're kind of just making the whole thing more complex. You're diluting the story completely where we started with this incredibly specific creature in this one location with news coverage, firsthand witnesses, um, employees of the Toronto sewer squad claiming that you don't know what it's like down there, implying there are some sort of creatures underneath the surface to now... At the end of this story where... I'm starting to think that sewer worker was the creature, by the way. <laughs> right. By daylight, he rises to the surface. He's kind of like a f***ed up Batman. Yeah. A reverse Batman. Y'all um, don't know what it's like. You better get out. <laughs> <laughs> the one weird thing about finding the cat remains in the tunnel mm-hmm. was that the cat was found in full form. If this was a creature or some sort of beast that was eating pets, mm-hmm. it would have been devoured. It would have been bones. Mm. But this and cat probably scattered bones at that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I believe that this cat was just found passed away. Gotcha. As if it was sick or it was injured and it just went in there and passed away. Um, so it doesn't quite lead up with the theory of the sewer monster, tunnel monster seizing animals and dragging them back in and right spitting on bones yeah gargling blood and spewing it all over the tunnel walls um i think when we look at this case there are worryingly a lot of logical explanations and not a ton of evidence and that leads us to our conclusion section uh kit what are your thoughts today on the toronto sewer monster it's pretty fascinating thank you for a well-researched case thank you to amy thank you to amy grisdale Wow, I feel a lot different about Toronto than I did one hour ago uh, before. I saw it as a beautiful, diverse, cosmopolitan city with some of the finest food in the Western world. Now I see it as a uh, hellscape of (laughs) sewage and strange beasts running rampant in the streets, eating animals. I'm terrified. I don't want to go anymore. Our live show, if we go, will be in the sewers. We should clarify. (laughs) It will not be on the surface world. You will need to bring a weapon for self-defense. Um, yeah, this is a pretty. F- it, it, it's a fascinating cryptid encounter. Um, it lines up with so many others we've experienced in the past. You have a strong initial sighting uh, that we base the rest of the story on, but then subsequent sightings that just never really match up 100% or ever really provide us with that firsthand photographic or video evidence or uh, physical evidence prints or bones or anything that would that we would need to categorically give this a double yes. So whilst it's one of the scarier cases we've experienced in recent times, I don't think I have enough here to give it a yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to side with you on that one. I, I love this original story, and any paranormal case involves getting the newspapers involved and having photographs and testimonies. I, I love all of that. It does add a cool depth to the story mm-hmm. and makes it feel really like a part of history. But I think ultimately when we look at this creature... What is it? It's someone saying they saw something and possibly heard something in the darkness of a tunnel. Now, there are other sightings of creatures around Toronto, but even the description of them doesn't necessarily match what Ernest originally saw in the 1970s. So, I don't know. I don't think I have enough evidence today to conclusively say that the Toronto sewer monster is real. So it's going to be a no from me. It's a double no. Damn! Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of This Paranormal Life. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a blast researching that one. Cool to go back and investigate my old hometown of Toronto. As I said, wonderful place. And hopefully at some point in the future, we'll get out to uh, Canada to do a live show. That would be amazing. Absolutely. 
usually we would uh, plug a bunch of shit here at the end of the podcast. Um, but I literally just got a text from my brother. And uh, it turns out there's like um, gift bags at the event, like goodie bags for guests attending. Um, it has like an iPad in it, 12 months of Apple TV, I think like a Roku or something. So I'm going to shoot like ASAP. I'm going to shoot. Yeah, he texted me as well. Um, between you and me, so bummed he couldn't be here. Well, I will be the, there. The big surprise was that we named our uh, adopted child Rory. All right. Well, I don't care about that. Of I don't care about that. Big brother. And despite everything... He still, he still wants to uh, have a great relationship with you. So a um, bit of a bittersweet one, but at least you are going to, sounds like you are going to be there with the family. Yes. I'm going to, I'm. if we just blast through this really fast, I'll be able to get out um, and attend, which is amazing. I know you people are going to jump to conclusions. It's not because of the goodie bag. Yeah. You talked about the goodie bag quite go, a lot. It sounds like it is a multi thousand pound uh, value too. Well, it's the new gen of... Um, iPad and he's prepaid yeah. for the wireless service, so it has. You know so much about it. Well, it was. How did you 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 glimpsed at your watch and you gleaned all this from the text messages? Where I didn't know there were gonna be gifts, yeah. and that doesn't matter to me. To be fair, because what really matters more than anything is showing up. I really feel and like being there for my brother if when you he needs. Take me. one of the gift bags. You should at least bring his adopted son that gift. <sighs> okay. I will gift him 12 months of Apple TV out of okay, the kindness well, of see, my own heart. That I think that's I think you should give the kid the iPad. I really do. If I have to give him the iPad, I don't want to go. If I have to give him the so iPad, it was I'm not going to go. It was about the well, gift it's bag. about receiving admiration for attendance of the not. event. It's that's what it not. is. You've, you've laid your cards, sir. It's me going and say, I appreciate you, brother. I am here. And my brother's saying, I appreciate you, brother. Here's an iPad. Okay. That's what it's all about is, is this ceremony. And... That's not what a ceremony is. The ce- you missed the ceremony. There's a coupon for Pizza Express and I want that too. Okay. So I want to... Yeah, I missed the ceremony, but I could swoop in. Will you at least give... Rory Jr., the voucher for Pizza Express? Absolutely not. F*** that guy. Rory Jr.? What were they thinking? I'm the only Rory. So anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed the... Do you want to plug anything really fast? Do you want to plug anything really fast? Yeah. Because in my head, in my head, everyone's grabbing bags like a frenzy. They'll save one. They'll save one. Don't worry. You got time. So uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you... If you... (laughs) Just go, man. Don't giggle. Just say shit. So loving, go, come on. There's just a certain certain amount of copy we got to get through. So thank you, everyone. Uh, If you enjoy these episodes, no, 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 I'm off. I'm off. No, you can't do this. We're not. We're not done. Just say, just plug the Patreon or whatever. I just, I have to to get the bags. You have to talk about the big. I mean, I have to see my cousin or what is he to me, nephew. You have to talk about the big. Update. What update? The bi- We've been working on this for weeks. We've been working on this for weeks. What? 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 What, what do you it? mean? What? We've been working on this together for weeks. We're supposed to announce on the podcast. Oh. And you're now you're saying you don't have time to do it. Uh. Um. Why don't you take the lead on the big update that I know what it, that I know what it is, and then and then it's like the f-ing gift bag wiped your brain. You don't even. I just want an iPad. Is that? I mean, oh, don't make if me say. If we plug the Patreon, you could buy an <laughs> iPad for work or something. I want it for free. Okay. I want it for free, and I want the Pizza Express <laughs> coupons, and I want the twelve months of Apple TV, and I want to see my little nephew and my brother, who I actually love you keep with all my heart. I resent. You I keep resent. listing the gift bag and all its contents, and then as a complete afterthought, list, listing the rest of your family. I feel like I'm going to not get the iPad at all. Okay, I think you should leave because you're ruining the podcast. Okay, I'm off, guys. Thanks for listening. Wow. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life to get bonus episodes. We've got 45 of them in total or so. Uh, Full length bonus episodes. Forgot my keys. Sorry, I forgot my keys. All right, just cool, man. On Patreon, you can get these full length bonus episodes for just five bucks. Signs you up to support the podcast and get an insane amount of content in return.
We always forget to plug our social media channels. Make sure you are following This Paranormal Life everywhere you can find us. So <sighs> you've parked me in. Out the front. You've parked me in. I'm I can't, literally I can't get 20 out. seconds for finishing. So if you just wait 20 <laughs> okay. seconds, I'll let you out. All right. Uh, follow us on Facebook.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. Twitter.com forward slash This Life. At least stop passing into the microphone. At I'm least, if you don't have anything to add, I'm oh gonna take. I'm gonna take my bike. I'm gonna take my bike. You can't wait twenty seconds. You'll be so much more late. It's. I said it was two hours away by car. All right, Jesus Christ. Uh, all the links to all our social media channels are in the description of this podcast. Please follow them and uh, watch videos and memes of this paranormal life. Um, Christ alive. I'm just sorry, I guess, for Rory's behavior in this episode, but. Hopefully, he'll have f***ing used his iPad for a week or so and will be more chill by next week. Uh, We will see you next Tuesday for a brand new Paranormal Tale. See you then!